Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's podcast, we discuss how to close big clients. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Design for a Living podcast. On today's topic, we will be discussing the biggest question that we've been getting so far is how do you find clients? So Chelsea, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I did, I, I put that out there, ask me questions. I want to answer questions on the podcast. And trust me, I find it, it's amazing. Um, designers ask the same thing. They really do over and over again. And I'm talking like around the world. I get the same questions. So this is going to be easy. Um, and it was the number one thing. It was the number one thing that you, Nadia, mm-hmm. asked me when you first started out. I you still know, do. I, I always <laughs> ask her, what's the thing designers really want to know? What's the one thing that they're just dying to know? And she always says, how do you find the clients? How do you close the first big client? How do you get that client? And of course, I always have to say, well, there are a million things you have to do first. But um, I will get into how you find the best clients and how do you, how you close them. Uh, but I kind of feel like I need to put in a disclosure. Like, make sure you are ready for clients. This is a lot of work. Even just to go looking for them and hunting for them. Well, what are you going to do if you found one? Yeah. I mean, I could teach you how to find the best client there is, how to get a million-dollar project right now. That's but next step. Then what? Yeah. Right? So, you know, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to tell you how to get clients. So I'm going to put this little disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> Imagine there's an asterisk. Um, make sure you have a contract. Make sure you have your business set up. Make sure you have your resources. <laughs> make sure you have your business card. Make sure you have your business license. All of that stuff first before you go out and take these tips to find a client. Please. Um, so really... I know people get kind of frustrated when I tell you the best way to find clients is just tell everyone. Just tell everyone you're a designer. And most people don't believe me. And then they get started and then maybe they've taken my course and they're like, wow, you were right. I just had to tell people. So I'm going to kind of explain why that I say that and the things that you can do to make sure that that's successful and um, get clear in, do you really want this client? Because again... You don't want to work with just anybody. And honestly, some of the biggest clients, the biggest budgets, the, the, the wealthiest clients are so hard to work with. Yeah. So if you are just starting out and you're a new designer, I want to warn you, do not take big clients at first. You have to work up to this because you're going to make mistakes. And you learn on the job. Absolutely. Well, that's, the, you know, that's why I started teaching. There are so many things that I learned trial and error. So many things. And if I, I always say, if I I had, if I knew then what I know now, oh my God, completely different life, right? But make sure that you're ready. Make sure that um, you've thought about things like, who is it you want to work with? Like, do you want to work with uh, home staging? You know, that's a huge market right now. Do you want to start out small and just create color palettes for people? That's a big market. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, people can't pick paint color, mm-hmm. you know. So before you, before I can just tell you like how to find a client, you got to know who, who it is you want to attract. And even kind of find out what city that you live in and what's popping there, what's sure. hot, what's trending, what is sure. a need or a niche or what's going well and kind of even base your business off of that. Well, and that's exactly why, you know, think about 
you know, this is a step you want to put into place later. So I'm glad to give the information, but don't take it yet. Just wait. Um, so this is this is the way that I kind of describe it and the way that I, I, I normally do like this big, long, um, it's a sort of an exercise you go through when you list out you know, how much money you want to make that year, which means this is how much profit you're going to make. This is how many clients you need to make to get that. This is the budget. This is all of that you need to figure out before you get your first client. But when you are to that point, um, I think it's so important, again, to think about who who do you want to work with? Th- that's one of the great things with this career. One of the things I've loved, um, you get to choose that. Yeah. You don't have to work with everyone. And this is another really big, really big misunderstanding out there. A great design business has maybe tops 20 clients a year. That's it. You can't handle more than that. And and if you've structured your business right and you've got your income stream set up and you know how you're going to make money – that's plenty. But I mean, you know, you've seen these projects that take so much time and mm-hmm. energy and attention to detail and you don't want to make mistakes because when you make a mistake, it could cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. So there's always little tricks, you know, to be careful and protect yourself. And um, that's why I have that contract. <laughs> you've got a contract signed. Um, but because of that, because you really don't have to have that many, that's why I say, you know, just Honestly, tell everyone. Because look at today's society. We've got HGTV. We've got, I mean, Instagram, Pinterest. Interior design is everywhere. Yeah. Interior design is all around us. It used to just be for the elite. Interior design used to be just for the wealthy. Um, in fact, when I lived in Texas and Florida, designers were sort of passed down. Uh, mothers or, you know, clients of mine would say, well, I, you know, I've used a designer in the past. My mother's a designer, but she didn't have the same taste. And... It, it used to be that really exclusive, rare, that's not it anymore. It started with the DIYs. It started with uh, trading spaces where they said, you can do an entire room in 48 hours and $1,000. Not true. But hmm. it it got people out there really, the, the design is for anyone. I mean, you can buy beautiful stuff at Target. It's designer you know, furniture, at least designed <laughs> at, at Target or, you know, TG Maxx, wherever. So it's opened up our world. Mm-hmm. So you need to sit back and think, okay, like you said, your community. Um, who is it that you want to work with? You know, is it, you know, people, is it is it um, families with kids? You know, if that's the case and you want to just do like playrooms, you want to do kids rooms, niches are great. Um, you know, that's a whole nother path. So for that, I would say, you need to hang out where they hang out. You need to join mom's groups. You need to go, um, you know, post ads at places where moms go. You need to be, get involved with the community where those mothers or the, the families hang out. If you want to work with um, seniors, there's a big market for that now, um, doing um, barrier-free design where you can have a wheelchair in the home. There's flat entrances. Your shower doors are with. That's a great niche right now. That's a different thing. See, that's where you'll go look for clients, you know, at a yeah, senior yeah. center or so, you know, how to find the, the the best client. You really have to start with who is it you want to work with? What price point do you want to have that person in? Um Honestly, successfully, I, I have really worked with families. I've always sort of found that 
sweet spot. People are between the age of, I'd say, like 35 and 50. Um, they've got a couple kids, usually late elementary school, um, or their kids have moved out. But I like sort of that laid back, a little more casual. I want to do family rooms and kitchens and things for for real families, for, for people. Because it's, it's just a warmer, friendlier, and I love that. But I, I can make a great income because I have my structure set up. Because I have different income um, streams. And so I know if that's my target market, I know that on average they'll spend about fifteen to 20000 per room. I know that that's my, my sweet spot. Um, so I used to find clients. Gosh, I found a client once in the parking lot of Hobby Lobby. <laughs> uh, I was there, I don't know, picking out fabric or something. And a friend was with me and she had made it out to the car first. And there was a woman with this big armful of feathers, like pheasant feathers. And my friend Amber just commented on it. And the woman said, oh, I'm trying to do a floral arrangement, but I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. And it's just a mess. And I thought maybe these feathers would be beautiful and Amber said you know my friend that I'm here with is an interior designer maybe you should talk to her and here I come out with the cart and she was a great client I worked with her for a few years um so you just never know yeah it is really about talking to people because everyone wants a designer every everyone would love help with their house because they see it on tv it's around them it's it's obtainable so being able to go out, know who you're looking for and where they might hang out and honestly start up conversations. Yeah. I think watching you, I've really noticed um, noticed that about you and that it actually works. And someone said, you know, you should always network, especially if you're in an elevator. Just, hey, I'm an interior designer. What do you do? Just going there. Well, you're not, while you're out getting drinks, you have to network. And it's true. You can pick up anyone. And just so many of our clients are families. And a lot of them are actually have kids in the same school and they uh-huh. saw each other's rooms and that's how it starts. So that's also just a really good topic of in terms of looking left to right, who who's around me, like who can I reach or show. And Yeah, exactly. You know. It'll snowball. I mean, any good design business, any successful designer you've talked to, it's word of mouth. You just have to get the first couple and then their neighbors start lining up on the lawn. Uh, I got another a client from Home Depot, but she was picking out paint colors. But again, you don't just, it's not luck. I mean, you've seen me. I'll be so shy. I'm like, oh my God, please don't, please don't. <laughs> oh my God, you look so cute. By the way, I have a store down the street. You should come. Uh huh. That was a lady that we chased through. It wasn't Whole Foods, but it was a PCC. Yeah, high end grocery store. And she was getting out of the car, and I was going to stay in the car. And Nadia said, oh my gosh, that's a Tom Ford bag. And oh my gosh, you know how much her shoes are worth. And she looked like the kind of person that would have a designer. Like she was put together. I mean, her uh, rock almost like blindsided me. But. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going in. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go talk to her. What? I was like, just watch. Just watch. So I was casual through the store and I was keeping an eye on her peripheral vision. I was watching her and I waited for the right moment. And we were walking, like crossing each other in an aisle. And I complimented her. I mean, that's the easiest way. She was wearing polka dots and you were wearing polka dots. Yes. And, and one of the, our um, other coworkers was wearing a polka dot shirt. So you kind of tied the two and that was pretty genius. Yeah. I said, oh my gosh, I, I love your say. pants. I said, look, it must be the polka dot day. Um, I have a furniture store down the street in uh, downtown Bothell. And one of our interior designers was also wearing polka dots today. It must be a thing. And she said, oh, where's your store? You know, it, that is really. And she was from Mercer Island. That was. <laughs> 
she, I notice uh-huh. and pick up on everything. I don't know designers' clothing, but Nadia does. So, um, but but it is that easy. The person at Home Depot was picking out paint, and she was really struggling. I could tell, and I was picking out paint, and I made a comment to her and said, "Hey." just I'm an interior designer and I'm just gonna give you a little word of warning because I know you look like you're kind of stressed out cream is a really tricky color like you, you be careful because if it goes too dark you're gonna look it'll look like big bird mm-hmm. and if you do light then you're not gonna be happy so you know when it comes to cream and so I gave her a little like tutorial on how to pick the right cream and she was like oh gosh can you just come help me I said, absolutely what are you doing tomorrow like just make it that fast right so more and more designers will say, you're right, just tell people, tell people. Another one of my favorite stories, um, it was a designer that I was working one-on-one coaching with um, down in California, and she was great. She'd been an architect, and she'd worked for designers, but now she wanted to go out on her own. So she was a little bit older. Um, so getting the clients was her, that that was her weak point. She, did, she was afraid to go out and get her own clients. And so she had heard me talk about this all the time and about just talking to everyone. And um, so she called me. She was so excited. She said she was at Costco and she um, saw someone that was uh, deci- on the phone and deciding between two printers, right? It was just sort of a casual thing. And she thought, well, I'm just going to practice. I'm going to do what Chelsea said to do. And I'm just going to go practice talking to a stranger. And so she she kind of pointed to him and said, get this one, not that one. I've had, you know, I've tried them. He was like, oh, great. Thumbs up, thumbs up. And then later he came and found her in the store and said, I just wanted to thank you. I, I was really just could not decide. I didn't know what about it. And thank you so much. And so she was like, it just worked, Chelsea. So then when I get up to the checkout stand, I had a camera that I was buying and a woman um, asked me about the camera. And I said, oh, well, I'm an interior designer and I just figured, a, uh, just finished a project and I really wanted to take good pictures. So I was buying this camera and she got a client. The lady was like, oh my gosh, I need a designer. I would Aww. love to have your help. So it really is that easy. But again, you have to know who it is you want to work with. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta be careful. And and it might not be who you think it is, right? You you know, you never judge anyone by the way they look. But so that's why talking to someone. Yeah. You just gotta talk. Ask them questions um, like, oh, gosh, you just moved into a new house. Boy, I bet you're up to your eyeballs and boxes. You know, where'd you move from? You're not trying to get a client. You're just trying to get information from them and get them to feel comfortable with you. Because the number one thing you got to remember, this is a personal industry. You You are coming into their home as a stranger. And not only that, you're going to be looking through their home. Yeah. You're going to be inspecting things. You're essentially going to be judging them. That's a really scary thing. People don't just let anyone into their house. Yeah. So by by breaking down those walls and just talking about a common situation, a common interest, a common something, you're you're letting them feel comfortable with who you are and that you're easy to talk to and you're a good listener. So I always really focus on just asking questions. Where's the house? Oh my gosh, do you have a good view? Uh, oh, that's a great school system. Or um, And chances are, they'll just start whipping out their phone. Like, oh yeah, show me pictures. Yep. I want to see it. Okay, that would work here or that works there. And then just, I always kind of sidetrack. I always make sure to say, thank you so much for allowing me into your home. Uh-huh. Because I do realize it's really personal. And I would take that personal. So just kind of making yourself um, 
be someone that is able to connect with people uh-huh. really makes it solidifies your design and then wanting to go with you exactly because chances are some people have even worked with designers before yeah. oh most people have like oh good to know now <laughs> yeah or or they think it's scary you know yeah. they have seen it on tv or maybe they're intimidated or they're afraid that it's not right for them but when they get to know you as a person and you're just talking to them and you're not making them feel stupid and you're not turning your nose up at them those are the people that will become your best clients so, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of, you know, marketing. I've tried it all. I've um, Honestly, it's that one-on-one connection. Um, the only other really good, like I can always guarantee on, on leads, uh, is I find a neighborhood that I want to work in. I find a neighborhood that looks like the demographic, that looks like, you know, that sweet spot that I have found, that these are the clients that I make the most money with, that I'm comfortable with, that I work easily with. Um and I've made flyers, I've done little gift bags, um, anything to make you stand out and to let them know, I'm an interior designer, I'm in your area, I work in this neighborhood, I'd love to help. And I've always get, I always get a call back. I always get at least one or two. And again, remember, if you only need, you know, 10 to 20 clients a year, that's all you need. You, if you put out 20 flyers, you're going to get two good clients. And, you know, and do something where, again, let's say you are going to put out a flyer on people's doors, make it personal. Talk about you. Talk about, you know, if your family, like I'm an interior designer, my family and I live here, um, you know, in your neighborhood or, you know, nearby. Um, I love working in this community. Interior design has always been my passion. Um, I love to help people get their homes organized. You know, again, talking about what you're going to do for them, but making it not scary how do you break down walls you know in just a flyer (laughs) you know bullet points of the services you offer um you know don't talk about pricing that's a whole nother we'll do a whole other topic on that Uh, you know you don't want to jump ahead and get too far into it but starting from from square one so this is this is how i would i would tell you to find like you've already got your business set up right let's say you've already got your business license and you've got your cards and you've got your resale number and you've got all of that and then going through this exercise where you're like okay how much money do i need to make this year or i would like to make set your goals divide that up um even just by 12 months you know this is how much i have to make a month how many clients are you going to need in order to make that much money. So do all of that pre-planning, you know, figure it out. Do not just wing it. Don't just go in and, you know, hope. Put all your, I've seen designers where they'll spend months on one client and end up making $1,000. Oh and God. that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> this is a career. This is supposed to be a career, not a hobby. We talk about it all the time. It's more business than design. <sighs> Absolutely. And you have to think that way in order to be successful and to make good decisions. Absolutely. And- and, and then you just know who your ideal client is and start thinking, where are they? Where, where do they hang out? Where are they in sort of a social relaxed situation? Um, you know, how, how can I put myself in front of them where I might be able to spark up a conversation? Those are your ideal situations. And I've got some other little, oh gosh, I've got a million of them, um, you know, being a, a Navy wife and we moved so much and everywhere I'd go, I'd have to get new clients and start all over. And I always, my kids were little in elementary school and I'd always uh, donate design time to a charity. They're always going to have 
a charity auction, a silent auction. Every school I've ever been to has one of those. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something that sets me apart, right? Because I've been to a million of these and I've seen other designers. But I don't just put, you know, a gift certificate or I don't just put a flyer that says, you know, two hours of design consultation. You need to wow people. Again, you need to show what your design taste is. You need to break down those walls. You need to get people really feeling like they know you, right? That's the important thing with signing clients. So I would put together a beautiful floral arrangement and a little vase um, or like a gift basket that had a candle and some other things and a nice little brochure that I just printed out on my print. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy, um, but you're you're telling them a little bit about it, your design aesthetic. I know you, you would have all white flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very simple, but beautiful and elegant. Um, but see what I mean? You know, like your signature. Yeah. It, it's something that, that says something about you. And that's going to draw, I mean, that'll get someone's attention. Gosh, I, when we lived in Florida, I did that at one um, school. I got uh, the client that bought it told me, told three of her friends about it. And I ended up two years solid working wow. from that one That's awesome. charity auction. Yeah, it started the she bought it and just bought two Roman shades for me for doors. But then her friend that she knew from the country club, I remodeled her whole house and I remodeled her condo in uh, St. Petersburg. And then I did her dad's condo. Wow. Uh, I mean, it snowballed. So you see, it really is just that easy. Um, but it, it started with just one. So people ask, you know, how do you get the big client? Okay, well, do you want a big client? <laughs> and it's really a lot easier than you think. You don't have to spend money on marketing. You don't have to buy ads. You know, the, the other thing, especially today, you need to have an internet presence. Creating a simple one-page website that has your picture so important. I see it over and over. Designers don't put their picture on there. They're like, oh, I'm not very photogenic. You're asking people to let you into their home. They want to see you. Put a picture of yourself smiling, looking nice and approachable. Just do it in black and white. Black and white hides everything. <laughs> and we're black. Not even my classic. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, and, and write on there, give a little bit of your heart. You know, be a little vulnerable and talk about... It's kind of your pitch without really selling them, but mm-hmm. what makes you different than so-and-so? What makes you stand mm-hmm. out? What makes you more personable? And especially in this digital age, that's what sets you apart is that persona and that connection like you keep talking about. Yeah. And it's really true. And I see it day in and day out in my work and just that's what makes me different. Also, I just, I really want to make sure that I connect and mm-hmm. come off in that way as well. Yeah. People get to know you and then they trust you and... and you know, again, think that's about that's so satisfying. It's just like you mentioned <laughs> on our last podcast. Like, wow, that's such a high. And when you uh-huh. mentioned that, I didn't really think about it in that way. And I was like, you know what? That's so right. And it makes me so happy. And just even that like kind validation, I was just jumping out of the chair. I was like, well, yeah, it's true. It is. It's, again, those are the hidden hidden benefits of being a designer that people don't understand. It isn't just that you got to create a pretty room. It's that you're being let into someone's life. I mean, that's a lot of trust. Could you? Okay, could could you let someone trust? Could you, it, it'd be like going to a hairstylist and oh saying, God, whatever never. you want, do whatever you want. Oh my goodness. But you can't say, okay, well, here are the pictures of things I like. <laughs> but you don't just go to anyone to get your hair done, right? You ask friends. Yeah. And I think one other thought was, like you said, yes, there's design everywhere. There's like Pinterest and all of those ones. But at the same time, I still feel like, okay, but how can I meet them 
physically. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can reach out to them and chances are they're a couple cities away or whatnot, but it still doesn't feel that personable as rather that someone you, you can actually meet in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's going to make you set apart rather than just, you know, everyone's all over. There's design tips, but people just want to meet you. So when you yeah. actually make that step or your both of your kids are on the same soccer team or something like that, like that's what makes you stand out in terms of getting exactly. a client. Because it is, you have to get through that personal you know, if you haven't come highly recommended from a friend, you know, it's either a trust issue that a friend has recommended you. Again, like your hairstylist, Nadia has all of us at the oh, store yeah. here going to her <laughs> hair guy. Like so, I'm like, am I going to get a free shampoo bottle or what? Yeah, no, we all go there because we try her hair looks beautiful and we trust him. But that's the kind of thing, right? So you're right. So let's say you have a one one page website. That's all it needs to be. Super simple. You make a little profile on house where you post pictures and talk about yourself. Um, but everywhere you are, put like you said, your your signature. It needs to be your your feeling, your your who you are. So maybe making little videos, just a quick little 30-second video where you're you're talking about your design philosophies, your beliefs, and and what you find important and what you value and how you work with your clients and you know what that looks like. Because at the end of the day, that's what people want to know they want to know you're going to come into their house and not judge and not critique and not be rude and not tell them to throw everything away and say "Ugh, you're going to keep that (laughs) that's the designer everyone hates and fears the most the people that work with me always say well you were just so like approachable you know on your videos you just seem so normal and nice and thank you because that's (laughs) I am normal (laughs) But but that's that's what's gotten me clients too. It does not. Th- there's this whole perception that designers only work with really rich people, and I mean, yeah, those jobs are out there, of course. But you got to work up to that. Yeah, you don't start day one being a designer and and you know getting a two hundred thousand dollar budget. You just don't, and you wouldn't want to. You make a mistake on that, you know, it'll crush you. You're not making the cut. Feet <laughs> isn't. Okay, Heidi. Um, you need to start small. You know, uh, uh, talking at a grocery store. I've I've talked to people. I'll, I'll always read design magazines, right? You can't go through the checkout without picking out the new design magazine. And I always turn to the person next to me and say, oh, I just can't help it. I'm an interior designer, so I'm kind of obsessed with these. And at least I get to write them off on my taxes. And mm-hmm. But I name drop that I'm an interior designer. And I want to say, even if you're not you know, a hugely experienced designer, if you are day one, you've just started, it doesn't matter. You tell people that's your passion. That's your da- your talent. That's your gift. Everyone wants that. Everyone wants that help. Because yeah, they see it everywhere, but they can't do it. Yeah, They can't put it together. You know, um, Kevin once, my husband once said to me when I couldn't figure out what to wear, it's like, can't you dress yourself? You're a grown up. I said, <laughs> no, and people can't do their own homes. Thank goodness. Or I wouldn't have a career. <laughs> like you, you, everyone wants your help. So the more people that know that you have this talent, you're going to find more clients than you can handle. I mean, that's yeah. how you end up with a, a waiting list. I, mm-hmm. I literally did. I was at, in the neighborhood that was that one in Florida. And I think this was a, this was a third lady that I had been working on her house and I was there and there was a knock at the door and it was her neighbor and she said I am so sorry to interrupt you but I saw Chelsea's car here can I just talk to her for a second and she said I really want to hire you but I know I have to wait because you're here you're working with these other people and but I just wanted to introduce myself and give you my name and I'm so I just whenever you're ready I'm ready to work with you and I thought 
nice. Like this is the way it's supposed to be, right? So you just have to have the confidence. You know, if you think you can really design for a living, if you if you have the taste where you can walk into a room and say, I can fix this. (laughs) I can I can help these people. Then why don't you tell people that? You know, even if you're afraid to say the words I'm a designer, you say, you know what, interior design is my passion. I love it. I decorate every room I go into, you know, just talking about it. And I promise you, the, you know, first, I'd say eight out of 10 people will say, oh my gosh, I'd love your help. I'd love your help. That's what it is. You don't ever want to say, well, here's my card. Give me a call. No, because there's going to go where all business cards go. Oh yeah, and what's your address? <laughs> the social? bottom of your purse and then you, you know, oh yeah. Uh, but then it's over, right? But you've got them there and you've already built a connection and you've been having a conversation and you've been hearing about their house. You know what? Why, are you free Tuesday? I can just come over, just pop in. It's not, I don't charge for that. You know, I don't charge for my first house call. I know again, that's another call entirely. But you made a good point because we are locked in our homes um, with this terrible COVID-19. And I have noticed every star, every newscaster, everyone that has to record from their home, their houses are so ugly. No (laughs) offense, but SNL, all of the cast members, their houses are terrible. Not surprised. Terrible. Because it's usually if you're really talented in one area, you know, they don't care about designing their house. That doesn't mean that they don't want a beautiful house. It's just not a, all areas, it's not a priority, you know. So, but oh my gosh, every time I see someone broadcasting out of their home, I just want to cringe and I need to start texting people. Or, you know, um, I'll, I'll write to them and say, if you need a designer, <laughs> yeah, no, you need a designer, right? Let's, let's flip it around and assume the sale. Um, yeah, everyone needs help. And again, if they have great clothes, usually they're not good at their house too. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's pretty one much, or the other. Pretty much, I don't think I've met, maybe like one or two people I've met with really nice design, I mean like style, and then have um, good interior design, that's whether they actually really follow up on it, uh-huh. or chances are they completely copy someone, uh-huh. and you can tell a designer, oh, that's so been like done or used. Um, so, but everyone, you know, everyone needs a designer. I know. Everyone needs one. Everyone wants one. Uh, people should not be allowed to design their own homes. That's what I believe. <laughs> It's, it's, especially, it's like a crime when it's such a nice, beautiful house and you walk in. Even as a high school student, I would go into friends' house like, oh my God, they're so bougie. They're this stunning house. And I walk in, I'm like, this is it? Yeah. Like, I can help you and I'm like 14. Yeah. I told you, it was the producer's house. I just won a Grammy for producing a Beyonce song. And his house, he had, the, the living room was this horrible sofa and Pottery Barn beanbag chairs. That was it. I thought, this is someone who could get anything they wanted. And, um, you know, but again, it's, it's lost. Okay. You can have everyone, but who they're everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what is going to set you apart? And, and even with online, um, design now, I know we always talking about it. What really separates that sale? It's that connection uh-huh. over and over. And I think that's what even marketing strategists are saying these days. There's so much competition out there, but that human connection, mm-hmm. you can't, um, reproduce that online. You can't reproduce that through your just like here and there pictures it has to be in person. It has yep. to be in that human connection, and that's what's going to separate it. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and along with that, the other thing, um, so, you know, if you boil it down, A, have your business plan, right? Know all of that. Have your contract. Have your card. 
strike up a conversation with someone. Could be anywhere. Could be a Starbucks. That's another thing. Sketch, draw, look through design magazines, and people next to you will be looking over your shoulders. Say, oh, I'm a designer. You I'm know. still trying to figure out how to get clients from Orange Theory. Oh yeah. Like, oh, well. On the snow day, I came with my really cute boots and like my little wool jacket, but no one noticed. And I was like, oh. was I was gonna no, say, oh, you, I just came back from work. You know, I'm an interior designer on the street. You walk up and tell them. So you have your card. You already have an appointment for Tuesday, right? You've already gotten to that step. You haven't talked about your pricing because it doesn't matter. Not right now. But you get into their house. Go to their house. Because honestly, again, you don't want every client. I had a designer that I was working with. Um, she'd taken my coaching class. And she said, oh my God, what do I do? I went to this person's house and they had this broken down Ikea furniture. And she said, no, that's okay. We're going to keep that. You know, we just got it. <laughs> it was already destroyed by her kids. And she didn't know what to do. She goes, obviously, this person does not care about quality furniture. They'd like a pretty house, but they do not put importance on spending money on items to make their house beautiful. And so she actually told the woman she's not ready for a designer, which was really hard. Um, and I had to kind of coach her through that. But the lady kind of got it. You know, and, you know, there's there's ugh, a million different ways to tackle that, too. I mean, you can talk about budget. You can talk about how much rooms actually cost or where they want to invest. or, But you don't want to work with everyone. You may also get to someone's house. This is why I don't charge for the first house call. And they're hoarders. Terrible. Oh, my God. You don't want to work with that. I mean, that's someone that needs help, not your help. <laughs> they're going to fight with you over every single object and choice and yes. decision. Yes. Or or you may get there and find out they have, um, you know, a horrible relationship, you know, that you've got a husband stomping around in the background that does not. I've had that happen where she was great and she wanted me to come in and she, we were walking around and the husband was clearly not happy with her having a designer there. And it was sort of a, hey, I thought we talked about this. I didn't want to have a designer come. And uh, so it was really uncomfortable. Um, so you just got to get in the house. You have to go see the space. You know, what's the project? How is it like working with this person? You're, you're going to be attached to the hip for minimum six weeks. What if this person is, you know, doesn't listen or you don't want to take every client. So you get in, <laughs> you make sure that you want this person as a client. And then you move on to all the other things that I, I teach and then I'll talk about another podcast because again that's a whole nother whole nother story we'll be here for days um but getting the big clients is not a big deal it, it really it it will you will have more clients than you know what to do with when I started coaching when I started my design school I tried to get rid of design clients and I can't I still I'm still working on design projects <laughs> because I've done previous houses for them and then they want me again and their friend well I just old friend circles yeah can I can, you know you held tidy with hers can you please help me with mine and I, you will be fighting off design clients with a stick so don't worry about whether you can get don't let that be the thing that holds you back from being a designer clients are going to come to you you just got to get the business stuff set up first. Mm -hmm. I worry more about people getting the client and screwing stuff up, you know, ordering things that don't fit and ordering when they're keeping the clients and, and they don't oh, walk away yeah, yeah, or waste or, your time. Yeah, or steal your ideas oh. or, yeah, waste your time for months and months and months and then not purchase anything, not pay you, not, you know, those are the things you should worry about. Work on getting that figured out and the clients will come. That That's the easy thing, you know, and, and if you get, if you do everything I say and then you still don't get a big client, Call me. <laughs> I'll have you come up with some ideas. Because um, it really, you know, there, there's there's so many different ways. But it, who is the client you want to get? 
what do you, what kind of design do you want to do? You know, is it redesign? You know, is it remodeling? Is it, you know, just picking out surfaces? Is it like, is it color palettes, staging? Interior design is a huge field, huge. Um, and you can make great money at any stage, at any one of those topics. You, you can make a great income, but you just need to decide. You can't be great at everything. So you pick one thing that you're really good at. And those are the clients you go after. Those are the people that will be dying to work with you. So that's my biggest, that's my biggest answer on how to find big clients and, and close them. Just get in their house. Get in their house. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. And we're so excited for you guys to come back. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. I'll keep answering questions. Keep sending them in. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com. Also, find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living.